Greetings, and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast looking for the strongest characters in RPGs. I'm your host and captain of Team Erebonia, David Lloyd, and this week we share the characters that we'd choose if we had to take a team into the gates of Guiana. Leading his team into battle with a harp and a prayer is the bard of his party, Jordan Rudick. I actually have a really bad singing voice, so I'm not sure if I would be the bard. Maybe the uh, bar, maybe the bartender. Uh, I like making drinks for people now that I'm not uh, I'm not drinking as much myself, if if at all. Uh, so I have been, uh, you know, on fa- family dinner nights, I'll be the one like I'll bring like a new cocktail recipe and just make it there for everybody. Um, we went on a family trip uh, a couple weeks ago, beginning beginning middle of August, something like that. Um, and yeah, I was the one dispensing uh, dispensing the alcohol. So uh, I'll I'll slip in from from bar to bartender there, but uh, I guess they're both pretty <laughs> similar. You're gonna find them both in the same place anyway. So yeah, keep it the the water boy of your party, keeping everyone hydrated. That's right. Yeah. And also joining us is someone who hopes her chosen team dies far less often than her Final Fantasy One party, Paige Detlison. <laughs> well, you know, mostly it's your fault, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm not to spoil the list, but you're not in mine. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the people on your list are are uh, much more responsible, uh, uh, much more useful than than I would be. <laughs> much more dependable. Yeah. Final Fantasy One is kind of like the. It's almost like the. Um, impetus or the uh, uh justification for an episode like this like it's one of the first games that sure at least david and i played where you had that choice of who is going to be in your party right and you start thinking about the, the rpgs where you do get to choose your party makeup versus the rpgs where you don't and um for japanese rpgs I, I don't think i mean it's certainly not the vast majority of them where you get to choose who's in your party you know notable ones being something like uh, Final Fantasy One, Dragon Quest Three. Um, I'm sure there. Are, I, I can't think off the top of my head a lot of. I mean, obviously, you know, Chrono Trigger. You can in a game like that, you can choose who you take into battle with you, but you're not choosing their classes. For for example, like I, I like RPGs where you get to choose choose classes. Um, I know we're going to talk about a certain MMO that everyone's been playing except me, where you choosing your class <laughs> is a huge part of that game. But uh, I'll, I'll leave that for a little bit. Don't spoil the yeah, picks. Sorry. I'm sure. I'm sure people uh, just expect it at this point. Just like uh, another certain franchise. Paige started it by saying that you are not one of the people that she's choosing for her party. So <laughs> I was ending it. <laughs> no, totally fair. Totally fair. But before we can get into our, our party selections, uh, we gotta talk about what we're either drinking or eating tonight. And it was funny. I I know what you'll be eating soon, yes, Jordan. Yes. Uh, it, it was just announced today, and we <laughs> even had a uh, one of the the patrons. Uh, let us know that they're more than willing to uh, send you, ship you up a, a box if if it's not available in Canada. So. I, I'm literally just seeing that tweet right now from Matt. So thank you, Matt. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm already, I've already got some connections working on that, but I appreciate the effort as always. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> He's got his team working on he, it. It's funny. Um, <laughs> the, so David's referring to uh, what was announced today, a limited edition Oreo cookie um, with uh, Pokemon. Uh, I guess there's 16 Pokemon characters kind of stamped on the cookies themselves. Uh, I'm looking at one that's got Pikachu on the front. They look pretty cool. Like I, I like the, I like the, you know, as far as you know, designing something on the face of a cookie goes, I think it looks pretty good. They've got the the character's name above it as well. Um, only in the states right now, and I think you have to order it even from Oreo's website. Uh, when, when I was looking at it earlier, you order from Oreo and it goes to, I guess from 
they're connected via Walmart, I guess. So Walmart must be doing the, the shipping and, and distribution. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on that. I've got a couple of um, – I can let people know I've got two more Oreo flavors that I'm going to be doing in a few weeks. Uh, the gluten-free Oreos, which I haven't tried yet, uh, and uh, a marshmallow Oreo. And I, I don't know if it's marshmallow on the inside or on the outside or what it is, but um, – I think the last flavor we did was the s'mores one, and one of my complaints about that was not not enough marshmallow. Uh, you didn't that flavor wasn't <laughs> coming through. So hopefully the dedicated marshmallow Oreo will be a little bit better. I think there might be another uh, cookie as well to come. But yeah, some of the things that are in the works for me, uh, and then yeah, we'll see if I can get my hands on these uh, limited edition Pokemon ones as well. Uh, they're probably already going on eBay for like forty bucks or something like that. So uh, <laughs> I might I might be well, out of luck, but. If you do manage to get some, we'll have to do an office pool of how many boxes you'll have to buy to get all sixteen. I, well, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that all sixteen are in one pack. But you're right; maybe it is like a blind box kind of thing, or a loot, a loot box that you're trying to, uh, loot you're trying to catch them all. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty brutal. But uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. Frankly, you might just get an assortment of creatures uh, stamped on your cookies in one box, but uh, but not all of them. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Try, gonna try to get my hands on those full review. Obviously, uh, I, I think the flavor is gonna be the same. But sometimes it's cool just when <laughs> <Yeah>. the co- <laughs> sometimes when they do things with like the the design of the cookie it changes the texture and it does taste uh, it does taste differently right like i i liked the lady gaga ones more than the golden i felt like the cookies were a little bit thicker and i i prefer that so yeah so we'll see yeah and for me i'm i'm just working on um the the beer that i took when i uh, went home and bought a bought all the flavors uh, just wor- still working through them that the one i'm having tonight is actually an old one so it's uh it would be like a rerun for me, so I'm going to uh, give the floor to Paige on for another Australian delicacy she's going to tell us mm. Well, the other week I talked about vanilla slice, but my favorite is actually the jelly slice. Um, and that is uh, like this sort of similar to layer, so the bottom layer is made out of like crushed biscuits. Um, according to Wikipedia, it's Arnott's biscuits, so like they're, I don't know, you'd have to look up like there's different ones, but. Um, they usually like the light brown ones. Um, and then the middle bit is usually the sweetened condensed milk. Like a, that's usually the thickest part. Um, and then on top is a layer of jelly. Um, and again, Wikipedia saying airplane jelly because that's like the most popular jelly brand in Australia. Um, but yeah, apparently this is mostly an Australian and New Zealand thing and not really found elsewhere, which is surprising to, <laughs> to me that you wouldn't have jelly slices. I do prefer when the middle layer isn't too thick so I can have a bit more <laughs> jelly and biscuit. Um, but that's my favorite one. And normally the jellies are red, but I'm assuming there's variations. Yeah, so that was going to be my question, Paige. When you say jelly, I think there could be... I, I'm automatically thinking grape jelly, which would be purple, I guess. Um, or is there that variation as like well? Jello. Or? Yeah, that would, that's what jelly is in Australia. It's always grape jelly. It's well, I guess it's jelly. Like it's jelly. oh, okay. <laughs> it's not jam. Okay. If that's what you mean. <laughs> okay, that's sorry. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like the differentiation differentiation between jam and jelly, and then like just putting you know a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, that's what, as no. soon as I see jelly slice, that's where no. my mind goes. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, this this looks like a layer of jello, um, and then yeah, like the vanilla custard and then the the crumb base. Yeah. And that yeah, that's normally served cold and it's in it's in bakeries, so you can usually grab yeah. Have a slice that does look and good. eat it. 
Yeah, and some places so really big ones say like yes. Paige, is there no such thing as <laughs> as jam being called jelly? No, that's very American. Like to us, that's a very American mm-hmm. thing. To do. I think I think I think chemically or the way they're manufactured, I think there is a difference between jam and jelly. It might be have might have to do with the well, fruit yeah, content. Gelatin or something. would be the one. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not even. Yeah, I think... I'm not even thinking gelatin side, which is a, a we would like David said we would just call it Jello. No, because like we don't even have the brand Jello. Mm. So, <laughs> I, I, so like... I don't. I could be wrong, but I think the difference here between jelly and jam is that jam is just. Um, like strawberry jam, the, yeah. Like, yeah, just the fruit. The it's just stuff. the fruit. Just fruit. Like it's fruit, just the fruit. fruit and sugar. Yeah. yeah, where jelly is is um, it's still like a jam, but they've al- added gelatin to give it a, gotcha. a different texture. Right, right, right. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, we yeah. we don't bu- we and don't yeah. buy jelly. We only buy jam for the kids. But um, you, you, jelly, obviously, like a peanut butter and jam or peanut butter jelly sandwich, does feel like a a very common thing for kids to take to school, for example. Um. So yeah, according to Wikipedia for gelatin dessert, um, in the US and Canada, this dessert is known by the genericized trademark Jello. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in Australia, it's just, it's jelly. And like I said, our most popular brand is called Airplane Jelly. They, they have a jelly, I'm looking on, I just Googled jelly slice, and I have to yeah. laugh at the one, there's um, a jelly slice shot. So it looks oh, yeah. like a Jello shot, but it has like the the custard and the and the crumb at the bottom. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> I think it's just so it's in a yeah. cup. <laughs> yeah, it's just in a cup. It's just a shot. Although of the jelly slice. now I'm seeing a fairy bread jelly slice, which I'm not sure if I would like the taste of that. Oh no. <laughs> jelly slice looks really good. Like I I I, 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 I yes. don't know if I've seen this somewhere called by a different name. Probably not. I've probably just seen it before in a picture or something. But. Um, is it strawberry jelly or raspberry or something or cherry or something like that? I think raspberry. raspberry. Yeah, that, um, that sounds very good. Yeah, and yeah. So like again, you'd have to. I don't know what kind of biscuits you guys could find to replicate it yourself, <laughs> because you know, talking like the Australian definition, where it's like you know, like we like. Cause yeah, a lot of things. It's like Australians sort of know the American words of things, because like we know. Like that's why I say with jelly. Like I know from American shows, you'd say like the the peanut butter and jelly uh-huh. sandwich so I know they're like oh that's weird that America. but you know then it'll be when it comes to people in America or whatever we're talking about we're talking about something they'll be like what because I about anything like I was on like a TikTok and someone said something about like the cat on their kitchen bench and all the comments were like excuse me you mean kitchen countertops and I'm like that's the same thing what are you talking uh-huh. about but it's just like Americans being like just the idea of like people having different words for things in the same language is just- that's Apparently very, that's very foreign, it. yes, <laughs> for some people. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like when the Americans call it a foyer, a foyer. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. The the French are rolling <laughs> over in their in their graves hearing that pronunciation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ho- hopefully I'm not even French, and it drives me. Hopefully, nuts. Guillaume's not listening. Uh, just hearing you butcher it like that. Uh, I was gonna say you could probably use like a you could maybe do like a graham cracker crust or something for this. Um, uh, maybe I think it might be a different like flavor. But yeah, yeah, just for the consistency. Um, I, I mean, because I don't I don't know. I'm trying to think what else uh, would give us that. Um, because, like, if I go on uh, biscuits, that's just, like, a brand. There's a ton of different mm-hmm. ones, but they've got, like, you know, m- the plain ones called, like, Marie. That's probably one of the ones they crush. Or they've got, like, the milk arrow. Arrowroot we've got oh. here, yeah. I, we, we used to yeah, buy that so for the kids. Yeah, so probably, like, yeah, that. You could use mm-hmm. that as the crumb. And then it's condensed. I don't know how. You have to, you have to look up a recipe, but, yeah, the middle is condensed milk rather than custard because custard's for the vanilla slice. Yeah. No, it's all yeah, it's, it, it's it all could be made here. But yeah, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. not something we see here. Yeah, that's for no, sure. definitely mm. not. 
No, if you want to surprise them, you're like, here, have this uh, authentic Australian dish. <laughs> going to have to try it for dessert with the family one. Uh, you'd uh, have to introduce it as a jello slice, David, or your kid's going to get confused. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I have to call it jelly slice and uh, break out my best Australian accent. Oh, God help. God help us. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no. party selection phase of uh, of the show before uh, before I embarrass myself trying to do accents. I can't even pronounce English words properly, so I'm not even going to jump into that realm. So, uh, But maybe before, so I guess the, the way we'll do it is we'll just kind of alternate our picks. So uh, the way it works is that we're, we've all picked three people uh, that we would want in a party if we were you know, dropped into this uh, this RPG world where we had to fight our way out. And uh, yeah, so we picked three people. And we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll alternate picks. And uh, maybe, though, before we start, uh, we could just uh, talk about how we came about selecting our party. Uh, if you guys had any particular strategy involved, or if you just went with who you thought was the most powerful, or maybe even just your favorite characters, uh, what what uh, was the driving force behind your selections? Uh, I, can, I can go first. Uh, so one thing was I wanted to choose uh, JRPG characters specifically, because I feel like... Uh, in think about this topic as an episode I was thinking about if you started from blank slate and you had that you were choosing a character and you had to choose their class and it, you were kind of like you, that that again that Final Fantasy 1 Dragon Quest 3 model that I that I mentioned earlier so I didn't want to choose characters from Western RPGs although you know there, there are a ton I would choose from from Bioware games for example another one was not so much party composition although I, I did I, you you would want people that could do everything but more like characters that i could be friends with you know if they're i I also wasn't sure i guess i wanted to clarify with you david were these people that are um you're you're controlling as part of a party or they are like with you standing beside you on the battlefield no just just with me (laughs) like we're all on the battlefield okay cool yeah so so for that reason i i I figured that for that reason I, i would want people that have like a good background or a good backstory something that can endear me to them so that we could be friends too i wouldn't want to just fight with them and then kind of discard them or you know ignore them after that but like can we have like a relationship can we um you know get through have all the trials and tribulations you definitely have a beer afterwards although for one of mine that's not going to work out uh, i'll have to give him something else <laughs> uh but yeah just, just not not just like fighting prowess or ability to you know do a lot of damage or hit a lot of weak points but you know people that i could be you know closer with as well how about you Paige? well my first thought was yeah like you, you could kind of easily have, because you know so many games just you know you've got to be the right level you've got to you know, based on your skill tree or whatever, most characters, like there's some, you know, maybe dead characters, but most characters could be pretty much the strongest or whatever. So I didn't, aside from one pick, I didn't think too much about like, you know, their composition or their combat potential necessarily, to some extent, you know, like I picked more like, like I did think a little bit of what that would be powerful, but it was hard to pick just based on that. So then I thought, yeah, a little bit more about, 
who do I just happen to like or, you know, want to be around? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it could yeah. be a long, could be long, uh, long adventure. You want to make sure that there's some, some good chemistry there, some fun. You, you don't want everyone to be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should pick someone who could cook. That would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I should, oh, I, I, should, I should have just picked a team that was entirely based on that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, we're all going to starve. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, for, for me, the I, I went with... Uh, yeah, like, it was funny that you mentioned the, the Final Fantasy party makeup, Jordan, because that's kind of basically where I'm coming mm-hmm. from, where it's like, I want to have, like, my, uh, you know, a warrior to lead us, uh, uh, someone that's smart that uh, will be able to figure out puzzles because I'm sure there'll be puzzles or things to things that need to be thought out with. So I wanted a strong mind, uh, and then I wanted a, like a magic user or spiritual uh, user, someone you know it, that that's strong in those those arts. Um, because at the end of the day, like uh, my role in the party will be like the berserker that does you know gets is overly emotional and and gets into fights way too easily <laughs> and, and gets everyone into trouble that so that's saying. clearly my role on the team so like <laughs> i have to have some level-headed people with me that that are gonna you know make sure that the the stuff that needs to get done gets done and uh yeah and then oh. all the other things like you said yeah you want to make sure you're with people that you you're compatible with and you want to be around too so yeah with with being compatible like the only other thought i had was oh well i could pick characters i'm attracted to but you know being <laughs> someone who's going to get married in a couple of weeks maybe it's not the best idea <laughs> <laughs> you're you're picking pages working on her um her what, what do you call it the, the cheat list what, what's it the Oh, that I was. I thought you meant like just harem. No, <laughs> my I think about, like, if you met this celebrity, you know that I, I don't remember the, the specific name <laughs> of that list. I can't remember the term. Yeah, like free pass or like free yeah. pass. If you list, met right? this, pass list. if you yeah, met this JRPG list. character in real life, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess before we reveal the picks, I'll just tell everyone that uh, like some of the conversations uh i mean some of them are pretty old so the you know spoilers are kind of past due date at this point but i know there i think there's gonna be a couple here that are fairly new that that might have some spoilers so i'm just gonna make sure that uh all the characters are gonna have book like the uh there'll be chapter so if we start talking about a character uh that that you don't want to hear about it you know until you played the game or something like that uh you'll be able to just kind of hit the chapter to go on to the next one so um fair warning that uh that some of them, a couple of them, might might have some spoilers. Mm-hmm. So just a fair warning. So, but I think most of the picks are fairly old for the most part. So I, I think it's pretty pretty safe. But uh, Jordan, maybe why don't you kick us off with the, your first pick? Sure. For your yeah. Team. So this is this is probably this is the first person that came to my mind actually when uh, we we decided we were going to do this episode. Um, it's a character from a Final Fantasy game. Had to have you had to have someone from Final Fantasy. I figured. Yeah. He can suplex a moving train. Which is probably the first, the first, maybe one of the things that people know him best for. Uh, he's adaptable, loyal, courageous. Um, this is uh, Sabin, Sabin from Final Fantasy VI. Uh, Sabin is a prince of Figaro. Uh, his brother Edgar is also a, kind of a member of the team. Um, he runs away from his true calling. I guess he he's kind of you know 
picked or they, they're trying to decide who's going to lead or maybe it, it, the idea is that Edgar is going to be the leader and Saban feels like he's kind of pushed out of um, having a place uh, at home. Uh, his parents also pass away and, and that that's something that uh, you know is a driving force for him that kind of pushes him to find his true calling. Um, so he goes into the mountains to train to be a monk. Um, and uh, one thing you one thing you, you notice about him um, uh, very very strong physical user, but he can, he has you know, the, these abilities that he can use that deal magic damage as well from uh, aura bolt and fire dance that you activate by you know doing d- different button combinations, kind of like a like kind of like a, a fighting game, which is pretty cool. The the blitz. Oh, I was trying to think. I'm trying to rack my brain. Think of what are these abilities called? The, the, his blitz. His blitz command is where you put in those button combinations. Um, you will you you gain more as you get stronger, which kind of makes sense. You know, he's constantly training in the game as he's leveling up. He's going to gain new abilities. Uh, but the last one, his most powerful one, you actually have to go out and find in the world as part of a side quest. And I love that. I love how it's just one of those really meaningful side quests in the game. Like if you you. And it may, kind of makes sense, right? Like he's he's kind of like trained as much as he can on his own, but to learn like the bum rush is his his ultimate move. You have to go and find someone to teach it to you. Uh, and I, I love that. It kind of just reminds me of like a martial arts films or something like that. Of that that quest to find the person at the top of the mountain who can give you the the the, the final push you need to be a to be a master. I guess. Uh, so I really like that. Um, he in when you meet him in the uh, world of ruin uh the, the i guess your your reintroduction to him uh, and joining the party as he's holding up a burning building uh to save the children that are tra- that are trapped inside uh so you, you know you probably only have uh celeste at that point so you go into the burning building you rescue the kids uh and then uh, save and joins your party uh, so I love that. I love that that he's one of the first people to join your team of the world of ruin. I think for the most part, unless you use some, some crazy uh, moving around the map or something. But um, yeah, I, I just like saving a lot. He's a character I really resonated with. He's almost always in my FF6 party. He's so strong. Um, I think you, there's a. Um, I think you can equip two, or you might need to use the Genji glove um, uh, accessory. But when you put that on him and you put two claws on him, he's just so strong. Uh, I think you can give him another one, so he's hitting like four, eight times uh, per turn. He's just super powerful. So uh, mainstay on my team, you know, strong physical user, but has some uh, some abilities to deal magic damage. Uh, he's a cool character to use. I think he's got a good story. I think you know the idea of kind of being the younger brother and feeling pushed out of the family. Like I, I think it's 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 a compelling one. It makes him endearing to the party. Um, and yeah, I, I just I really like Saban. I, I think it's hard. It was hard to choose a character from FF6. I definitely wanted one of them, uh, but he's definitely one of my favorites because he's he's always in my team. So had to have him in my real life team as well. Yeah, that's a great pick. It's uh, like you said, strong physical user. So you got the uh, you got that one, the the check bar, yep. the check mark on yep. that box. Yeah. And if we if we run into any trains or planes or automobiles, I know he can take <laughs> care of them, right? That's so it. just in case. <laughs> yeah. You got all the vehicle-based attacks covered. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's funny if if we combined, if we put Saban in the world of Earthbound, he'd be great because there's all these vehicles that do attack you in that game. So I feel like he'd have a great time with with <laughs> Ness and Co on on their team. And I, uh, I guess I'll spoil the fact that I don't have anyone from Earthbound because I I wanted to go more, I guess, more fantasy than than reality somewhat. Uh, so. <laughs> Actually, um, when when I told my fiance about the list, he said. Um, that I should have the bee from Earthbound. Oh, uh, like, well, he's not a bee. What's his name? Oh, Buzz Buzz, yeah. Buzz Buzz. <laughs> he's so yeah. strong, actually. He's really powerful in that game. Yeah. 
um, but I, uh, uh, I don't think he'd last long, so I didn't put him on my list. I mean, it not he wouldn't last long. If, Glass cannon. If, well, it, the hilarious <laughs> thing is he, he he's powerful. He's got like all these great spells and stuff, and you know protects you from the star man. But it's like just a, a I think it's Pokey's mom or something just swats him out of the mm-hmm. air with a, with a hand. So yeah, it's, that, that's his weakness, I guess. <laughs> all right, Paige, why don't you give us uh, your first pick? All right. Um. So I have uh, Draco. What's his name? <laughs> Whatever you name him, he's got like three different kind of names um, from Persona 5. And no, I mean, I guess also in Persona 5 Royal and Strikers and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Is Ren, is Ren his character Q2. name? Or is that his canon name? It depends. It, there's a couple okay. different We're not going to worry yeah. about what his name is. We all know who um, he is. In terms of thinking about characters that could do multiple things, I was like, one of the, um, you know, one of the persona main characters because they have the option to have multiple personas which means they can cover different elemental bases because they can switch between them not only that but this one has a gun <laughs> it's not yeah. just real- you know you've got physical attack you've got range attack you've got you know he can have like a wholly maxed out party of like just the, if, you know just the right amount of different elements we need to cover um and you know, it's went from like strikers, and that he's also got like a grappling hook. He's got you know he's got the thieving skills or the sneaking. He's got the social skills to charm his way for anything. You know, play some, <laughs> play some darts or uh, sit in a hot tub with old men. You know, we could do it all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the and and you know he's he's not a stranger to hanging out with adult women, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. He's if there's any any um. Uh, women villains uh, along your adventure. Uh, he'll be the first one you throw out there. <laughs> like, look at yeah. yeah. Use your charm offensive, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I think Paige, with her first pick, has already, uh, you know, trumped us all here, David, so we might, we might be in trouble now. Yeah, I was going to say that I think I think Paige's first pick might be the one of the most powerful characters uh, on this whole list. Yeah. Like, he's he's literally killed God, so right. yeah. I don't know. I don't know who else what what else who who could just stand up to joker i guess at this point like as long as our as long as our parties aren't fighting each other we're probably okay if we're taking them all out on our individual yeah. quests we're we're good but <laughs> yeah. as long as this isn't like a, a jrpg battle royale yes, exactly. uh, between say. our three yeah. parties we'll be okay yeah. Yeah. it's like you come to the end of your quest and then it's against my party <laughs> yeah that's when i stopped going for the platinum <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> Well, for my first pick, so I guess the other caveat with my party is that I, I limited myself to one one character per franchise, because if if not, then like I'd basically just be choosing uh, some variation of the Bright family to yep. to join me on my quest. So I said to myself, no, I got to go with one Legend of Heroes character, and that's it. And so the first pick I I'm going for. So this is my strong warrior who's going to lead us. Uh, I, I wanted a strong leader, and. Um, I didn't go with anyone on the Bright family, even though like Cassius is probably a perfect uh-huh. pick for this one. But I just feel like you know the Brights are, are together. I can't just pick one. It's not fair. The don't want to split that family up. So I I went with the most powerful warrior in the uh, in the entire Legend of Heroes franchise right now, and who's probably really only second to Cassius in in, in like military intelligence. So she'll. She'll have the whole, you know, strategies taken care of. I won't have to do any thinking. She'll just tell us what to do, and we'll listen, and we'll win. 
And this is uh, Aurelia Le Guin of um, the Legends of Heroes. So she was, I guess the first time people would have met her would have been in, at the very end of the first Trails of Cold Steel. I believe you, you briefly, I don't know if you actually see her, but you, they mention her, I'm pretty sure, in the game. But uh, her role is, is much like uh, she becomes a playable character in 3 and 4. Uh, so that's where you kind of really get to know her. And um, I guess the... Uh, I have to say a little bit about her, so there's going to be a little bit of spoilers if you haven't played 3 and 4 at this time, so, uh, you know, if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead, but she uh, is this, yeah, like I said, she's the strongest warrior, she's the only um, master of both the Arsed and the um, Vander styles of swordmanship in the Legend Hero series, so she's she's the, and she <laughs> defeated both both masters of those sword, sword uh, uh, skills, so She's definitely there. She's, uh, I guess the one spoiler I won't pick is there, she defeated the most powerful warrior in Ouroboros. Um, and like, she's basically like the, the cream of the crop. She's the countess of the Lamar province. Uh, she has a golden uh, Spiegel Panzer Soldat. So if, if we get into some kind of situation where, you know, we need a giant robot to fight a kaiju or something, she's got us covered. Uh, basically the golden Rakshasa does everything. So I, I, Definitely, this was the, this was easily my first my first pick overall when it came to bringing someone along uh, for for some kind of adventure. A Panzer Soldat is probably the only way you're gonna have a chance against Page Team. Though that's a pretty good that's a pretty good choice, David. <laughs> I have yeah. to endorse that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she's she's probably like uh, she's so headstrong that she she wouldn't fall into Joker's uh, wiles. Like she's she's too strong of a woman to to worry about that so. well she doesn't fall all over she doesn't trip over herself falling over reen so uh, and everyone else seems to no. so that's how you know yeah. she she plays everyone she's she's too smart for that right. she's uh, yeah she knows what she wants yep. yeah i i love her she, she's great in the series because she always kind of shows up when you need her um and then she's also just like the principal of the school at times right so she goes from you know your your boss i guess to someone who is kind of like um, that night, that night in shining armor type of character. So I, I really like her, her yeah. role in the games as well. And so, uh, obviously, if your party's in trouble for some reason, you know she's going to have your back. Yeah, and then when you do get to use her in the few times, it's like she's so OP that it's like those those battles are just give me. They're like, they're, just they're like script they're like scripted battles basically, <laughs> right? Because they're just they're yeah. Just throwaways. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like just use her as craft and it's over. Yeah, like it's, pretty much. it's that that easy. Yep. How about your second pick, Jordan? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I've, I decided to. I, now you gotta decide which of the two. I decided, I decided to move it? them around a little bit. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna end with my my favorite one, I guess. Um, so my second one, I wanted to pick a character. Um, I'm not not stealing from Paige here. I did pick a character from Persona. Um, but I went with Teddy, and not not because I think he's like the best fighter, or that I always use him by my party. I don't. Well, the best navigator. Um, he, he needed a comic release. I did, yeah. So I, this is this is more of like the friendship pick, I, or you know, for us to for the party to have fun, because I think the other two characters I have, uh, especially you know Saban, he's very serious, right? Like he's not he he is endearing in the game because of his kind of heartfelt story, but he's not like you know cracking jokes all the time or anything like that.
like that. So I did want a, a character who could lend moral support, have a good sense of humor, um, just kind of be silly when we want to be silly, you know, because we're not always fighting battles. You know, a lot of the times we're going on longer journeys or exploring towns and stuff like that. I think it'd be fun to have this person around. Uh, so that's Teddy from Persona 4. And he can cook. He could, yeah, he can cook. Uh, he can he can change from a bear <laughs> to a human. Uh, he could even dress up as a girl um, and win a, win a fashion contest if need be. Um, yeah, I, I again, I don't like Teddy for what he does in combat. I think he his persona is like an airplane or something like that. Um, but I just I feel like it's a character who is just lighthearted, fun to be around. You know, he's always making his bear puns and joking and uh, just not t- not taking things too seriously. And I guess because part of that is he's learning to be human as well, um, which is, I guess, one of the themes of my team is that they all, all of them have that flaw early on in the game that they are learning about human emotions or maybe learning about you know who who they really are i guess like trying to come to terms with their their own existence um they all start off in a, in a bad place in that sense and have to kind of warm up to everybody uh and grow grow as people or characters so teddy is definitely one of those where he he kind of learns by the end of persona you know what it is to be human and all these emotions that people have and um uh, just his relationship with Nanako and all the other characters, like uh, <laughs> obviously he 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 make, he he upsets the other characters sometimes too. But I think it's all in good fun, and uh, they really care about him a lot too. So, uh, yeah. Can can we assume that um, you you have a sense of identity and are not going through any crisis now? <laughs> they're 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 not helping. They're not helping me. I'm already there. But um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think we've all you know at one time or another kind of question you know what we want to do who we want to be those kind of things i think those are kind of innate human questions um and so i i would be happy to share my experience with these three characters and, you, you know you're gonna be the teacher I, for... i'm gonna be the teacher as, <laughs> as in it, as in real life as in my fantasies i'm still gonna be a teacher i guess so the the, the physical adventure is not good enough you have to add the the spiritual uh, journey as well oh i mean <laughs> sure i think some of our favorite rpgs it's not just about like you know uh, the places you go it's about that story right we want a good story and i think yeah. you know i think with these three characters i've chosen we can have a a fun light-hearted but also serious story as well because because uh, the games that they are in all have like lighter and darker sides to them uh, sometimes literally in the case of uh uh in fact almost literally in the case of all three games but uh yeah so that that works out pretty well i think if i so say if i picked persona navigator my first thought was um fuka but then she definitely can't cook so, yeah, so she, yeah, neither, neither can fataba but i think fataba has more utility because she helps out in uh combat occasionally so you'd be eating a lot of ramen if you had uh, fataba <laughs> yeah. yeah okay how about your second one page Alright, so this one was a pick that, yeah, based on personality, Silvando from Dragon Quest XI. Um, he is great. He's like, and in terms of, you know, he's got utility as well because he's got, you know, they all have a few different weapons they can choose between, so he can whip it, he can just do a little stab. He's also got, you know, some knight training in him, so he's got the sword. And I like he has a lot of the, um, moves that were, yeah, I guess, more typical for feminine, um, female characters with some of the, like, charm abilities or, you know, he can even do the hustle, like, <laughs> um, and yeah, just his, you know, he's got the, he's got the good personality, um, he's fun, he's, he's, he, he, like, he knows what he's doing, he's very self-assured, Headstrong. he's very kind, he's, yeah, 
<laughs> he's a good wake up call. <laughs> um, and then when it comes to some guys having like a particular voice, he's got like a bit of an accent. So I actually like his voice. <laughs> like I actually like like the way he expresses some things, especially like there's been times where he's like putting on a voice too when he was like imitating people. That's funny. Um, you know, he can dance, he can party, he can pull out a troop of men to <laughs> parade around. <laughs> I feel um, like Silvando is one of those characters that would say the right thing at the right time. Yes, he no, and yeah. If there's ever a down point, is there any point where we doubt ourselves? Any point? Well, I feel low. He will bring us up, and he will remind us what we can do. <laughs> and those will, will undoubtedly happen on any adventure. So, so that's 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 about as much. Yeah, <laughs> Savanda is my moral support and humor as well. <laughs> <laughs> I would have chosen a character. I might have chosen a character from Dragon Quest Eleven, but I played the whole game in two D, so the characters didn't really come to life as much as I know oh. they could. Right? Like obviously. Uh, Obviously, oh, I, you sh- you gotta see, you gotta look up some of the Savander scenes. I, I, I think at some point I'm gonna replay the whole game in 3D, and then at that point I'll do the post game, which I also kind of skipped. Um, and I, but I obviously I've seen Sylvando, I've seen a lot of the other characters. I've played played a little bit of the 3D, but I think you do lose something in a game like that by you do lose that kind of connection with the characters by playing in 2D. So for anyone who hasn't picked it up or they're deciding which way to go, just keep that in mind that 2D, yeah, it feels super traditional, you know, that top-down style we love, but you do miss out on some of the, that that character... Some great cutscenes. The scenes. character building, the cutscenes, <laughs> and just the, yeah, that, that relationship that you build with him is uh, harder to come by. Does the 2D even have voice acting or not? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm, you see, you're missing out on... Yeah. <laughs> So much. I mean, and even if it did, I probably probably played with it. It would just be kind of weird to have voice acting with with that two D yeah. kind of pixel art style. A little <laughs> bit, even. Yeah, it kind of fits better mm-hmm. with the three. It'd be kind of funny to see the little sprite dancing and while someone's talking or something. Like it would be that'd be pretty. You hilarious. do see some of that. You do see some character that kind of this, the sprites dancing or moving around in funny ways to try to emulate, I guess, what's happening in the three D mode, but. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, not that I didn't enjoy it, but yeah, I missed out on the greatness, I think, of characters like Silvando. Well, for uh, my second pick, this is this is the pick that I went with. Uh, I needed someone smart because, you know, there's there's going to be some situation that uh, we, we've gotten ourselves into and someone's got to think their way out of it. Maybe they build some kind of, you know, weapon or, or tool or something that helps us get out and... Uh, this was also my Final Fantasy pick, and I knew I could only have one. And I was actually pretty <laughs> close to going with Balthier from Final Fantasy twelve because might, he's yeah. a pretty smart dude. Yeah. Pretty smart dude. Uh, so, you know, he, he could cover that. Uh, he, he's also would be the, the character to, to keep everyone's spirits up, uh, you know, say the right thing at the right time, and, you know, give give that people the nudge that they need when they need it. But uh, I, I, I ended up, I just, I wanted the smartest from Final Fantasy, so I had to go with Sid. And, you know, because Sid is in basically every Final Fantasy game, I had to figure out which Sid I was going to go with. Um, so, I don't know, the, the Final Fantasy VII squid, Sid was just a little too um, cantankerous for, you know, mm-hmm. we... we we can't have negative attitudes on this journey. We got Everyone's got to keep it, keep it light, keep it happy. He's just, he's uh, he's just a little too, uh, a little too grumpy for me. Um, and then uh, I thought about the Final Fantasy Tactics Sid, who is like completely overpowered by the time you actually pick him up in that game. So I was thinking like, oh, he had you know, there's a fighting Sid there, but I don't know if uh, 
I don't know if they're if he's got the same intellect or not. So, um, and then you know we're contractually obligated to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. So I went with Sid Garland from from the MMO, and I have to say though, like the Sid that they have in that game is actually pretty well well rounded. Like he he fights, he thinks, he's he's very uh, highly regarded in the world. He's he's the he brought the airship technology from uh, uh, to Aorzia from uh, Garlamade. And um, so he was he was the chief en- or I, I don't know if he was the chief engineer or he was chosen to be the chief engineer and then kind of realized like the evil that was going on. So he jumped ship and headed to Aorzia to to help fight off the empire and. Yeah, he he always seems to know whenever there's something that needs to be thought of, like if whether it's like create uh, getting uh, getting into a situ, you know, getting past one of the uh, some some barrier or something, or finding a way to get into some uh, place that seems inaccessible. He always seems to have a a plan, or he always figures stuff out. He's he's very inventive in this game, and he's got the third eye that uh, helps him see things too. So. I ended up going with uh, Sid Garland from Final Fantasy XIV as my second pick. Um, I was going to say, I don't know if you have to be like up to Shadowbringers or have beaten it, but there is like a side quest chain where he's part of it. Um, and I don't like, I guess I don't want to spoil it too much, but you know, he revives some uh, a piece of elegant technology that's very interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And he's also uh <laughs> has a little appearance in the um the Final Fantasy fifteen crossover, which is coming back soon. So like just a little bit, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny, like the the Sid I, I think this Sid is, is the most uh like he's in the game the most of, of any because most of the Final Fantasies he's just like a an NPC that you meet or uh, for like briefly usually like you know, in Final Fantasy II, um, he was kind of like this capitalist uh, airship uh, Uber <laughs> driver where you had to pay him money if you ever wanted to, to go anywhere and he kind of just shuttle you around. And um, in Final Fantasy XV, he was kind of like this old retired guy that, like, just an old retired mechanic living in, like, this backwater. Uh, not even, I don't even, you can't even call it a village because it's just like a gas station <laughs> off the beaten path. Um, and, uh, and there's like a few that he that he just kind of has minor roles, and then I mean the first one he wasn't even in. They, they uh, if you played Pixel Remaster and you run into Sid, uh, just just know that he was not originally in that game. He was uh, what do you call it when you uh, rewrite the story after Red the fact? Retcon. Retcon into the first one. Yeah. Yep, shoehorned in. Yep. So, uh, but no, I think this is uh, the most active Sid, and uh, like I said, it, he's he's pretty well rounded, being able to fight and things. So. I, I think he's got a good addition to my team. Final pick, Jordan. I was going to make a joke about it, that, oh, I'm allowed to wake up now because you guys are done talking about FF14. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw out one, but just to add one more Sid to your list. Uh, in, FF, in FF4, he's actually a character uh, that joins your party in a, a couple of uh, a couple of situations, uh, and also has a, just a, a fairly big role in the game. So probably. Outside of maybe seven, I think four is probably, and then I guess now fourteen, where he's got some some pretty major uh, pull in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, for my third one, um, so th- this is this is probably one of my favorite RPG characters of all time. Uh, definitely top top three for me. Um, every time I play this game, I always have to use this character as much as possible. I love uh, his part of the storyline. It's very touching. Um, you kind of have to uh, bring him back to life, uh, so to speak, um, and then he, he's just kind of so so selfish, uh, so so selfless, I should say. Uh, you know, just wanting to put the, the the needs of the party and the needs of it, you know just even just society at large over his own. Um, there's a lot of kind of heartache that happens in his story, and I, I guess maybe I'm drawn to characters like that, where you know things bad things happen to them, but you know they they find a way to rise above it. Um, and so this is Robo from Chrono Trigger. Um, Robo, there's a lot of great characters in Chrono Trigger. Um, I, I, I love that whole cast. You know, it, it, it was our, uh, it was voted our, our best game, uh, best RPG in our tournament uh, that we finished uh, a few months ago. Uh, and Robo is my favorite, one of my favorite parts of it. Um, he's the model of perseverance, uh, but also of tragedy. He overcomes being attacked by his former friends. So the first place you go uh, with him to kind of help you in 23 AD, I guess, boot up the power or something like that in that world. Um, he's attacked by his old his old companions, his old friends, sorry, his, his old friends. Um, this kind of series of robots that all look like him. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they um, I guess his programming changed or theirs changed. They were kind of corrupted uh, by this uh, mother. <laughs> she might even be called Mother Brain uh, <laughs> in an odd kind of uh, copying of, of, of Metroid. But um, not only is, his fr- is it the friends that turn against him, but also later on when you do, I guess, um, one of his side quests or just a, a mission later on in the game back to 2300 AD, uh, it's also his companion uh, character um, who who guess, betrays him or or starts attacking him, and so, so she's a she's a particularly tough fight. Uh, but yeah, you know he goes through the goes through the ringer a few times, you know gets repaired by Luca, um, and just kind of keeps coming back to to help out the team. He spends centuries replanting a forest. Uh, you kind of leave him behind uh, in the past, uh, maybe sixteen hundred AD or something like that, and he replants a, a forest and you kind of pick him up later in the future and the, when the forest is completed um it's tough sometimes to feel empathy or feel a connection with mechanical party members uh, android characters um but i think rombo is one of the best ones like he he, he is kind of infantile at the beginning right he's learning he doesn't know everything about humans uh he speaks in a funny kind of mechanical way that i like um but that his connection with luca and luca kind of guiding him i guess is a, a really touching story arc um he's also really strong like his robo tackle ability gets you know kind of a third or fourth attack in that he gets uh, is really powerful um i like his ability to deal damage uh both physical and he's got some attacks that um it's funny they, they deal dark damage uh, all of the all of the spells and attacks in chrono trigger that, that are kind of magic or mp based have a um, an element associated with him, and his his laser beams have dark typing for whatever reason. Um, I think Magus is the only other character that has specifically dark based attacks. Um, 
but he can also yeah so he deals damage physical uh, uh magical damage he can also heal the entire party he's got some strong healing abilities so he kind of does it everything he, he's he's a great character and a great party member so um have very i would be very happy to have robo as part of my team well he would he would take care of all the menial tasks absolutely you know, putting yeah. up the tent taking down the tent uh, you know, all, all those things like cleaning up the dishes, setting and, up, you know. setting up the fire. You know, I'm sure he's got some yep. thing he can light. He's light probably the got fire. a laser yep. that laser the laser yep. the firewood, collect the firewood, chop the fire. Yeah, he's great. Like he's he kind of he does everything, but he does he's kind of does it without complaining. Like he's just kind of that that steadfast. Uh, another another guard duty. Guard duty during while everyone's sleeping. Yeah, does, like, doesn't yeah, need, doesn't need to sleep <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's he's yeah. great. Very very well rounded. So yeah yeah, I'd I'd love to have Robo on my team. I, like he, I feel like, man, Robo is one of the first characters I met in an RPG where I'm like, oh gosh, I, if Chrono Trigger were real, I'd be so happy to meet Robo. Like he's just one of those, yeah, just really uh, heartfelt, warming, yeah, touching kind of character and story. So yeah, well, I mean, if you're if you're looking for a literary adventure, then you you need your tragic character <laughs> absolutely that's the perfect one yeah, yeah. i think so too mm-hmm. and jordan's oreo saga is not tragic yet so not yet <laughs> <laughs> well i i looking at the script i i know Paige has a third pick but she's uh decided to keep it a secret from from everyone like so like very that. looking looking forward to the, the suspense has been building the entire episode to find out what this third pick's gonna be mm, well i think i should save it for last so you should go <laughs> okay Fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So I'll go with my third pick. So the I had to. I wanted to go with a spiritual pick this time. Someone who uh, can use the mystic arts or use a powerful magic user or something like that. And I mean, there's no shortage of them in in JRPGs for sure. But I also wanted to jump over to the Western one because you know Western RPGs uh, deserve a little bit of love too. And even though Bioware is kind of just copying the the JRPG. Uh, uh, I don't know playbook, I guess to a certain extent, but um, the uh, my my gut my gut feeling originally was I was gonna go with Morrigan from uh, Dragon oh, Age man. because yeah, yeah that's right yeah so because she's powerful magic user and um, probably only second to Flemeth in that uh, in that world and I mean she was supposed to be the the I don't know the husk or the body that Flemeth was going to take over at some point. So, um, you know, Morgan obviously has a lot of uh, potential there, a lot of power. So I was thinking about going with her. Very strong character as well. And um, but I mean, who 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 else than a Jedi is the most powerful? You know, for you know, mystic or or unseen. You know, you powerful user. There's I don't know if uh, anyone's more powerful than a Jedi. So I had to go with the most powerful one that I could think of, and that is from Knights of the Old Republic, and it's Darth Revan. Uh, so there'll be uh, a little bit of spoilers here because you can't really talk can't about talk Darth about Revan. Those... Yeah, yeah, like it is pretty much ruins the whole game. But uh, thankfully, it's like twenty years old at this point. So uh, basically, Revan is the character that you play as in the first. Um, uh, Knights of the World Republic uh, CRPG, so it's there. One of the things is too is like it, it could be male, female, doesn't matter. Like you create the character, you're you're playing as this Jedi who lost their uh, memory, and you're building this team, and you're becoming more powerful as you get. Like you're adding force powers. Um, you can be like you could be evil or good, so you can you can get all the powers that are associated with either Sith or Jedi. And then the the big reveal in that game, and I mean, Knights of the World Republic is a game that like um, 
almost cost me uh, a, a few, like I'm, I almost had to redo a couple courses in university because instead of going to class, I was at home playing Knights of the World Republic on my laptop thinking whatever, I'll like, I'm too engrossed in the game, I'll just read the textbook. Um, so like it, it, it was a bad influence on me. I played way too much of it. But it really blew my mind when when you learn that the character that you've been playing as that you created or the basically you is is the most powerful Sith in the in the galaxy who it took like an entire army of uh, to to not even defeat just just enough to hold him down long enough to erase his memory that was basically the only option they had is that they they couldn't defeat him he was too powerful so they just erased his memory of of being a Sith and then uh, you know near the end of the game you it, the memories come back and and Darth Revan realizes who, who they are and everything and um at that point you could basically like you know lean into the evil and, <laughs> and finish the game <laughs> that way uh, or you can keep on your path of of righteousness and and become like the most powerful Jedi and yeah, it's just Darth. You know, Darth Revan is one of the the most powerful uh, Jedi that ever, or Sith that ever lived. So, um, you know, when I'm thinking of someone who, if if we got some powerful magic users uh, in our path and we need to tear them apart, then uh, we we got uh, we got Lord Revan there that'll be able to uh, pretty much take on anybody. Yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good choice. Um, the, I guess the thing uh, about choosing a Star Wars game is like. So much of that, so much of that character, you're kind of making your own, right? Like he, he can kind of be mm-hmm. like, like he or she, I guess, could be any type of character you want it to be. Like what if you're you're good or bad? What force powers you get? Um, who they're kind of a, they're a little bit of a blank slate, I suppose, until you, I suppose you find out you know, all the, all the history that was kind of building up. So uh, kind of kind of a neat one, but I guess that that almost goes a little bit with the territory with with Western RPGs. They feel a little bit more malleable rather than kind of set in more set in stone with who they are like the, the three that i chose obviously they're they're all kind of who they're going to be they don't they don't they get more powerful but they don't change their typing very much but with with someone like revan like that revan can be not absolutely anybody but you have a lot of choices to make about uh who who that character becomes mm-hmm and before we get into your page, I just want we do have one we do have one more um, from uh, Chris from uh, the Patreon, uh, so I put it out there. I didn't give much time, so I only got one one response because it was kind of a last minute, uh, you know who, uh, you know put it put it out there. But uh, Chris said, um, now I guess Chris wanted to was wanted to talk about Buck from Spirit Fair. Um, but because it's uh, too much into spoiler territory, he, he he couldn't talk about it. So we went with uh, I, I'm I might pronounce this wrong because I did not get very far into Planescape Torment. I don't think you did either, nope. Jordan. I think we both gave up on it pretty quick. The very very old CRPG. Um, it's Mort or Morte, I guess, uh, from from that game. Uh, so he says you always need someone with uh, in, uh, incisive wit that also provides ex- exposition in a fun way. Uh, plus, oh. one of the, plus one of his abilities is to yell a litany of curses to taunt an enemy into lowering the defense. Uh, you also need, need a good de- debuff on an adventure, and he might as well be funny when you do it. My, my um, fiance said, um, if I ever play that game, I need to um, cuck the sky. <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking of, he's very flirty. 
Um, so it's like you say, you need to like stop him from being like, to just mess with him whenever he's trying to do that. I think he's just—he's literally a skull. If I'm rem- remembering yes. the character, if I'm thinking yeah. of the same person, yeah. Like, He—I think he's very funny. Like, and you—you you meet him at the beginning of the game. Like, I guess he's kind of with you. Could be with you the whole time. Uh, I'm not sure if. He's like a party member or he's just kind of constantly with you regardless if you have other party members or whatever. But yeah, I remember him being pretty funny. He definitely stood out as one of the positives uh, of, of that early, the early part of that game. Yeah, And Chris also mentions that uh, he would never pick any companion from a Bethesda game because he'd <laughs> want to be able to leave rooms when he entered them and not be blocked for an eternity because the companion is too stupid to move out of the way of the door. That's good reasoning. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yep. All right, Paige, the floor is yours. Alright, so, Pokemon count as party members, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. what about Arceus? Arceus, however you want to pronounce it. The god, the god of, of the Pokemon. Pokemon. I think they've, I think they've <laughs> yes. decided I think they've decided on Arceus. Arceus. We'll make a proclamation Arceus. on the podcast that it's Arceus. I, 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 I think... I think- I think Paige has decided that she wants a party that will completely crush and and like destroy any if like if, if our parties just happen to be crossing paths on on some like small village where there's like a fork in the road like we'll just be bugs on the side of the road. Imagine starting out a game with a party like this. The game would be so broken. Like you you just you'd finish it like you'd never lose it. You'd never lose a fight. Yeah, they would just they just uh, teleport to the final boss and just like slap them around a couple times much, and yeah. end credits. <laughs> I, know, I know Paige's theme. Paige's theme is they're all gods in some way, or they all become gods. Like that, that's the theme. Okay, well, I don't recall that happening to Zavando, but uh, that's the DLC. Yeah, yeah, you just don't know about it yet. Um, <laughs> He's keeping it secret. Plays the cards. You gotta finish yeah, it. Arceus is known 3D. as the original one, and it is said he's created a couple of regions and possibly the entire Pokemon universe. Um, along with, uh, there was a few other Pokemon involved in that too. But he's also he's in charge of them because <laughs> there's <laughs> there's Palkia, there's Giratina, Dalgatina. So there's, there's a time and space and all that, but. Um, Arceus stands above them. He's he, he's the top. He's the top dog like thing. It's not just choosing a legendary Pokemon. It's the legendary of the legendaries. Yeah, yeah. That's why she has Silvando because she needed someone to charm Arceus into joining the party. Silvando is like the guy who's going to go out first and make it seem like, oh, that's all you've got is just Silvando, and then she's got like, no, then the three gods step out of the shadows. Like, then, oh gosh. Then a, a, mount, the a gods, mountain so is just dropped them, on someone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And I was like, I actually do have someone who can cook because Joker cooks coffee and curry, right? And with Pokemon like the the latest Pokemon, you had Pokemon Camp and you cook curry. But that's that's how we have uh, Marcius on our side is Joker's curry. <laughs> <laughs> I think Paige was looking at the wrong yeah. notes. She was looking at like, you know, hardest final bosses or something and <laughs> they all made it onto her team somehow. I I, I don't I don't know, but <laughs> that that's that, that's a stretch with the I, cooking the, the curry I would say I like no, it no like it's it. not <laughs> it's, it's canon to, to the game this year please don't ever use the word canon on a podcast like this <laughs> nothing about what we've said tonight is canon um well you know I'm in it to win it right I, well, you know, I'm part of the party. I can't risk yeah. dying. This is my. You gotta be careful. Your party's gonna leave you behind. 
<laughs> if it's a race, then uh, then Paige would definitely win. It would the game would be over very quickly. Yeah. Perfect for a speed run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's we're, we we'd be at about the fifty hour mark, and Paige would be sipping, <laughs> sipping margaritas on the beach after the first ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that actually. I didn't, I didn't even think about Pokemon. I think that's great actually. I think I think Pokemon are great party members because you know whatever yeah, they're going like... to listen to you unless they're t- unless they're overly powerful yeah. and you don't have the right badge and they're not going to listen to you unless you <laughs> unless you pick Charizard. Yes, exactly. Yeah, or, or your name or your yeah. name is Ash. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought Pokemon, and then I was like, God, I'm going to have God on my party. Yeah. Is there a character from Dragon yeah, Quest well, that we can change Sylvando so he actually blends in with the party a little bit more? Like, what's I'm trying to think, who, who, who is God? Like, uh, I don't know, someone up the uh, Yggdrasil tree? Just switch it to, yeah, I was just going to say the Yggdrasil tree. Yeah. The, that's the, the, the fourth party member. <laughs> So Vando gets traded in for the Yggdrasil tree. tree. So, so Paige, has, Paige has the Yggdrasil tree. Then I'm even more unstoppable because I have like, I can just, I can literally pluck people's lives from the tree. Like I tick off the leaf, someone dies, and then I can use that leaf to revive myself. Like what? Compared to, compared like, to our geez. compared to our party, we've got like Wispy Woods from Kirby and Paige has this, the Yggdrasil tree. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, they got just just uh, fl- flicking enemies, flicking enemies with like just the just a single finger and just fl- like you know just shooting them straight off the planet. That's right, just that's right. you know, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I get carried. I get the XP. I uh, see Pokemon. I get the EXP share, so I become strong. <laughs> you 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 don't need it. You don't need to level up anymore. You're already at level a thousand. <laughs> I'm talking about me. Uh, I know. I'm so saying. Yeah. Well, you and Paige would just sit in the pub and drink while, and just you know, hey guys, let me know when everything's done. That's right. <laughs> oh, so that's man. my that's my party. Um, Roy beats all who oppose me. <laughs> this is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. This is the last call for alcohol. So through the through the power of editing, uh, the people at home are gonna you, aren't gonna hear the the postulating that we went through because uh, I, I dropped the ball this week and I did not come up with a last call topic uh, uh, pre pre recording. So uh, so what we're what we're gonna do for last call this week is we've kind of decided on uh, something that's related to the topic that we just did. So we chose the party members that uh, that we would take into adventure. But we might as well, you know, continue the thought, uh, the thought experiment, and pick the where we where what adventure would we want to go on? What universe would we want to be dropped into? You know, where would we want to uh, to go with these these party members that we picked, and uh, and kind of yeah, just go from there. Um, so I I don't know if anyone wants to uh, jump out in in the lead. Well, like I said. Um... I have a creator of a universe on my team, so really the sky's the limit. But <laughs> I think the real world. Oh, <laughs> just, just bring, them, bring them into our world? Yep, I finished the job, I saved the day, and then I still have that power at my disposal when I come back. So what you're telling me is that Australia will be in charge of the entire world by the time <laughs> your party is. All hail the Australian queen. Yeah. You're saying it's not right now, David. I I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't compute. Yeah. You shall all know Jelly Slice. <laughs> That's right. That will be the official 
the official dessert of all, of, of every every uh, dinner in every every country. Yeah, <laughs> I legitimately do want to try it, but now I got to try to find a or make a dairy free version. I don't know what I would substitute with the condensed milk. That's the that's the tricky part. Condensed almond milk. Oh, uh, I uh, coconut milk. Yes, yes, the, that's right. The the thick part of the coconut milk. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Um, do they make a sweetened version of that? They do. Uh, yeah, like coconut milk is already sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I so. guess just just not naturally sweet, but they actually add like a sweetener or something. You know, me and my sweet tooth. I guess. Yeah. Okay, there you That's go. What I'm gonna do. Um, <laughs> Page going the real world is a good call. Like I, I mean, obviously, I'd love to have these characters in our world. I think that'd be that'd be a ton of fun. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a page from her playbook, and I'm glad she didn't say it. But I'm gonna choose the world of Pokemon, and I know it doesn't make sense for my party, but I think the world of Pokemon is just one. Like ever since Pokemon came out, like no matter how old I've gotten or what's happened in my life, I've always wanted that to be a place you could go to, like where you can go and actually meet real Pokemon and train them and catch them and become a Pokemon master. And I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to explain to Sabin, Teddy and Robo that, uh, you know, we're not, we're not <laughs> fighting Kefka or God or, or, um, uh, gosh, what is, uh, you're going to be, it's killing. Robo's going to be stomping on Pikachu's. <laughs> what is the boss at Chrono Trigger? Lavos. Gosh, I'm like killing, Lavos, killing myself yeah. here. Yeah, we're going to be fighting Team Rocket and uh, you know trying to you know take out take stopping the, the slowpoke tail trafficking the gym leaders. I I feel like there there would probably be Pokemon that relate to the characters in my party, right? Like Machamp could be for Sabin, uh, Teddy could be Teddy Ursa, um. uh, and Robo <laughs> could be I don't know, take your pick of Robot Met- Metagross or something like that. I don't know, but uh, we could all have our own Pokemon. <laughs> It, it, it kind of negates all of the, the things I said about the team earlier and all their... Yeah, someone stop it before I pick six Pokemon for every I'm, character, I'm, including we're, himself. We're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. And uh, I think, Paige, you, you opened this Pandora's box, so I, we'll see if David's, David's up for closing I'll it. I'll close it with my godly powers. If anyone is going to close it, it's going to be you. David, what about you? Where, what world would you take your party into? Uh, well, I guess maybe maybe I'll go with there's two that I would consider, and uh, I think it would be more fun for my party members if they went into a world that's not theirs. Because obviously, like I'd love to be in uh, Zamuria. There's uh, no no shortage of hijinks that I could get into there for sure. Um, but I think yeah, I think we should all my, my party should all go to somewhere new. And uh, there's there's two places I would do. So one would be the um, the uh, northern province of Skyrim. Mm. I think it would be pretty that's neat to to yep. go in and uh, you know. Uh, there, there's plenty of things to do there. Great big map. We could, you know, beat the crap out of some Daedric princes. We can get into a drinking contest with Sam Guavine. Like we could, we could get send us some hijinks there. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that's a good. The one. Uh, the other thing that would, the other thing that I think that would be neat is uh, we can go show Rex Rex uh, how to get her done in Xenoblade Chronicles Two. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting places uh, to go there, and and you know they they. There's no shortage of villains and and uh, plots and plans going on there, and I think uh, if my party walked in, we could uh, we could show how how real heroes uh, get it done and not not have to go through all the rigmarole that uh, all the drama that Rex had to go through. Just you know, come in and and show them how to fight. Well, you can't blame Rex. He's basically getting all his party members from from loot boxes, so that that's it's kind of tough to save the <laughs> yeah, world when you're randomly rolling for your party members. That's fair. Okay, uh, I think that that's my cue. Um, so thanks everybody for joining us for a, a theme episode. Uh, who's going to be in our party? Um, 
Obviously, Paige wins because her party would be anyone else's party, <laughs> hands down. Uh, not not really any kind of a contest at all. Uh, but that's okay. You know, that, that we're allowed. To, the, the the whole point of an episode like this is to to you know come up with the the party that you want. You're able to uh, choose whoever you like. So. Um, if you want, you know, a party of gods, you you can uh, gods and Silvando, you're you're allowed to have one. Um, <laughs> we uh, we've got an episode coming up on tra- Tales of Arise. Uh, the re- reviews came out today or yesterday, I think, and they're very very positive. I think it's about an 86 or 88 or so on Metacritic, so that's cool. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, although, uh, regrettably, David and I found out that our orders are a little bit delayed, uh, which I suppose is one of the side uh, side effects of sometimes getting a, a price error deal, is that you don't always get the game at launch. So uh, hopefully, we're hoping uh, the game arrives next week and we can get started on that, uh, hopefully get to an episode by the end of the month. We'll see. Uh, see how long it is, that is. Um, I'm not sure what else we have planned. I, I, I'm curious, Paige, I know you've been putting out a bunch of videos on YouTube. We want to plug some of those. What have you been, what have you been putting up? Um, so my latest review is Kiwi, where you play as Kiwis that have come to work in Australian post office. Although I have, uh, I did, I did deduct that it was not made by Australians or Kiwis based on some seasonal occurrences. And I, I guess by the time this episode comes, or maybe a few days after this episode comes out, um, or at some time, I'm working on another review, which I can't talk about, but that will be the most exciting one, I think. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to tell us after we stop recording, because now I'm now I'm really curious. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, what about uh, what about Thirsty Mage? What's going on? I know uh, we've welcomed a new member. Do we want to introduce that person? Is that gonna be a surprise? Are they gonna be on the podcast soon? Uh, where uh, people can look forward to uh, meeting a new uh, uh, a new member of our team? Yeah, um, maybe we'll save it for just to for. Because if if they do end up on the podcast, we'll we'll let them introduce themselves. Sure. But yeah, we've got a new with with um, Switch RPG uh, unfortunately uh, ending their run. Uh, I know the founders. I think the there was a couple of founders of that website and just found the you know day to day operations of keeping a site going. Or uh, as I can attest, it's pretty it's it's a time commitment. It can be. Um, very time consuming and it, it, from the sounds of it they wanted to spend more time with family so they, they've just decided to shut it down and um, yeah I noticed uh, you know I, I kept tabs on them like you know read reviews and that sort of thing and I know one of the writers when it was announced was looking for a new home so we reached out um, so yeah you might see some reviews uh, soon from a new writer and also potentially on the podcast so like I said uh, we'll wait and to, to announce that uh, to see if they come on the show a little bit later but uh, you can look forward to that because uh, they're. I think their first review for this for our site is going to be on Eastward mm-hmm. uh, when that comes out. And uh, like you said, Jordan, we'll be re- talking about uh, Tales of Arise. That's uh, my my newest excitement, uh, it, and it's. I don't mind the delay uh, too much because I'm just finishing up Trails of Azure, mm-hmm. Trails to Azure. Yeah. So uh, it's. I'll be finishing up the the last game that I haven't played yet uh, in the Trails of, or the Legend of Heroes series. Uh, this is the last localized version. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to to finishing that and then jumping right into Tales. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited for Tales and uh, the Tales is one reason why I, I guess I haven't been playing a ton of stuff. I wanted to have a little bit of a break before uh, getting into getting into that game. Uh, I think I'll be doing the review for WarioWare uh on nwr so you can stay tuned for that we, we don't have a code yet so uh the review will come a little bit after launch but uh i'm excited to play it with my son he's been uh we've been kind of counting down the days together so that's been that's been cool <laughs> um and then uh 
Astrea Ascending uh, at the end of the month. I'm planning to review it. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I did already did a preview for that. You can check out the preview on NWR. I think I might have plugged that last time. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play the full game on Switch. Uh, I played the, I played a little bit of a demo on PC. It seems very, very kind of traditional, turn-based, uh, but with a gorgeous art style. So uh, hopefully that works out. Um, and hopefully it works out better than uh, with Chris Tales, which I found a little bit uh, ended up being a little bit slower. I got I still got to I still got to score that review. I'm kind of putting that off, but uh, yeah, it looks like mm-hmm. everyone's got something uh, to uh, to work on or working on currently. So um, uh, lots of good content from the the team here. Um, and now I, I want to end this so I can uh, talk to Paige about the game she's reviewing. But uh, uh, I hope everybody has a, a good night, and we'll uh, see you again next week. Bye for now. Bye.